In today's show, Bitcoin sees the mother of all consolidations as $40,000, Bitcoin price squeeze fails. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis. And as analyst Lex Moskovsky shares here, the mother of all consolidations, on-chain volume at 39000 is the largest in the entire history of Bitcoin. Record 775,000 BTC changed hands at around $38,700. And as pointed out here, 54,000 Bitcoin taken off the exchanges in the past nine days. Can you say incoming? Bitcoin supply shock and as crypto analyst Mikhail Van Pop shares here, altcoins are again showing a lot of weakness in the Bitcoin pair as they are dropping. Bitcoin still consolidating, not the best signs for the markets. To be honest, and quoting U.S. congressmen on Bitcoin, we should never surrender the centralized money. And quoting the Binance CEO, I believe Bitcoin is the most efficient financial network in existence ever in terms of cost per value transacted or stored, cost per the level of reliability and resilience. Prove me wrong. And quoting Dennis Porter, once big business realizes they can increase their margins 3 to 4% by replacing Visa and MasterCard with Bitcoin, it'll be game over. Walmart alone could save up to $6.1 billion. We haven't even gotten into the cost of chargebacks and fraud. And this just in breaking news, the Econ Committee of the EU Parliament just voted against the de facto proof of work ban, 32 against 24 in favor, which is big relief and political success for the Bitcoin and crypto community in the EU. Also in today's show, short-term Bitcoin buyers transition to long-term hodlers, according to Glassnode. That's right. Although long-term coin selling saw a marked increase last week, hodling is still the preferred strategy as more short-term supply is becoming long-term supply. Also in today's show, macro experts Lynn Alden says cancel-proof Bitcoin could make its way onto the central bank's balance sheet and explains how. And the bigger Bitcoin gets, the more widely held it is, the more liquidity there is, the more central banks can start looking at it as a viable mutual reserve asset because it kind of fixes two things for them. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also in today's show, Abra CEO is bullish on Ethereum and predicts ETH could hit $40,000. That's right. That's 16x from the current prices, quoting him here from a new interview on CNBC, the network effects for Ethereum in the short term are actually more bullish to me because of the use cases that are just starting to play out. And regarding his prediction, he goes on to share, I think you're talking about potentially thirty to $40,000 Ethereum. And he also predicted $100,000 Bitcoin price this year in 2022. Also in today's show, we'll be taking a look at the overall crypto market. As you can see, the entire market is currently correcting and in the red. But where's the Bitcoin price? Likely to go next. Find out all this, plus so much more, in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Today's episode is brought to you by the FTX app, formerly known as Blockfolio. I've been using this app literally every single day for the past few years. It's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is check my crypto portfolio. I personally love it because it's the easiest and fastest way to buy Bitcoin, Ether, another top cryptocurrencies with zero fees truly making this a no-brainer and they're trusted by over six million people worldwide in over 200 plus countries around the world and have a special promo they're running right now where you can earn free crypto in every trade over 10 bucks to take advantage of it visit ftx.cryptonewsalerts.net and use promo code crypto news again that's ftx.cryptonewsalerts.net 
promo code crypto news and download the FTX app today. Make some trades, claim your free crypto. All right. Welcome back to another episode of crypto news alerts. I'm your host JV. How's it going crypto fam? I'll let your boy in the live chat. The Bitcoin saw a fresh brief short squeeze overnight on March 15th with the bull still attempting to crack that 40k resistance right here looking at the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Now data from Cointelegraph markets pro and trading view showed Bitcoin reaching highs just short of the psychological barrier on Tuesday before returning to previous levels. The now all too familiar BART formation followed the news that the European Union had rejected a regulatory mechanism to ban proof-of-work algorithm cryptocurrencies, which is a big victory for the crypto community. Now, the move, while significant, had nonetheless produced little relief for the Bitcoin price action. Quoting crypto analysts, Mikhail Benet-Papier, altcoins are again showing a lot of weakness in the Bitcoin pair as they are dropping. Bitcoin still consolidating, not the best signs for the markets. To be honest, Bitcoin thus remained practically unmoved on the daily timeframes, frustrating a market trapped in a trading range literally for months. Now, liquidation data from on-chain monitoring resource CoinGlass, which you can see here, likewise shows limited shakeouts as a result of the latest squeeze higher. Bitcoin liquidations totaled $47 million in over 24 hours. Now, the price action likewise put pay to hopes of a more bullish outcome based on the daily close. Now, turning to on-chain metrics, however, Lex Moskovsky, CEO of Moskovsky Capital, noted that historical significance, a current spot price levels, more Bitcoin last moved at around $39,000 than at any other price point, making March's behavior what he called the mother of all consolidations, as he shares here on crypto Twitter, the mother of all consolidations. On-chain volume at 39000 is the largest in the entire history of the King Crypto. Record 775000 Bitcoin changed hands at around $38,700. Like, whoa, as you can see, here in this chart. Now, meanwhile, accumulation trends are continuing to reinforce the strength of the thirty-eight to $39,000 bracket, this becoming particularly popular with whales over the past week. And as the Bitcoin archive points out here, 54,000 Bitcoin has been taken off the exchanges in just nine days. Incoming Bitcoin supply shock. Send it. And quoting U.S. congressman on Bitcoin, we should never surrender the centralized money. Touche. And quoting Xiangping Zhao, the Binance CEO, I believe Bitcoin is the most efficient financial network in existence ever in terms of cost per value transacted or stored cost per the level of reliability and resilience prove me wrong he makes a great point and quoting dennis porter here once big business realizes they can increase their margins three to four percent by replacing visa and mastercard with bitcoin it'll be game over walmart alone could save up to 6.1 billion dollars we haven't even gotten into the cost of chargebacks and fraud. And let's not forget e-com giant Amazon once they adopt the king crypto is game over and breaking news just in the econ committee of the EU parliament just voted against the de facto proof of work ban 32 against 24 in favor. Big relief and political success for the Bitcoin and crypto community in the EU. And he goes on to share a majority of the MEPs from the EPP ECR renew and ID voted against it while a minority of the MEPs from Greens, S&D and GUE mainly voted in favor. Instead, this alternative amendment from Stefan Berger was supported. What does this mean for proof of work? Mining will in all likelihood no longer be addressed within this MICA regulation, but added to the EU sustainable finance taxonomy. MICA regulates financial instruments and financial service providers. It makes way more sense to address any concerns around the sustainability of mining technology separated. So what's next? The MICA draft will be negotiated in the so-called trialogues between the EU Commission, Parliament, and Council. And after their final agreement in a couple of months, the law will enter into force. However, companies will have a six-month transition period to comply 
with the requirements. And he also says, any chances left for a proof-of-work ban? The groups that lost the vote have one last option. They could veto a fast-track procedure of MICA through the trilogues and bring the discussion to the plenary of the parliament. They need one-tenth of the votes of the EP to do so, which they have. So there you have it. Overall, very good news for both the Bitcoin and the crypto community. Hence why we started pumping, but we got rejected at 40K. It is what it is. And before I break down next story of the day, short-term Bitcoin buyers transition to long-term hodlers, according to Glassnode Analytics. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market. As you can see, there's blood on these streets. Bitcoin down 0.6% for the day, trading at about $38,700. Ethereum down almost 2% for the day, trading just above $2,500. We have Luna down 2.5%, trading at 91 bucks. Solana down 0.8%, trading just above $80.22. While Polkadot, XRP, and all the major cryptos are currently correcting and in the red. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. Over the past week, long-term hodlers of Bitcoin increased their spending to a level that suggests de-risking from the market, but hodling remains a predominant investment strategy. Uncertain macroeconomic headwinds are likely to have precipitated the increase in the sell-offs last week by long-term hodlers and shaken some short-term hodlers out of their positions, according to data from blockchain analytics firm Glassnode. Last week, coins older than six months accounted for 5% of total spending, which is a level not seen since last November. Also keep in mind, November, we saw that all-time high of $69,000. Now, short-term hodlers who have held coins for less than 155 days continue to decline in numbers but not necessarily due to selling. Glassnode suggests that while it is generally more common for the short-term hodlers to sell, the recent decline in the short-term supply can only occur when large portions of the coin supply are dormant and crossing the 155-day age threshold, becoming long-term hodler supply. That's right. Bitcoin accumulation patterns do not suggest bear market behaviors yet as overall sell pressure remains consistent. Also, more than 75% of the Bitcoin circulating supply has been dormant for at least six months despite the recent uptick in selling. Glassnode says this is an indication that investors are still predominantly hodlers. Now, Glassnode noted that the sell-offs have been into a relatively strong market that has avoided any significant moves up or down and has remained range-bound for most of the year. This is thought to be staving off a capitulation event, which often comes at the end of a bear cycle. There has not been a significant capitulation since last May when the Bitcoin price crashed from 58000 to 35000 over a course of a 15-day period, according to CoinGecko. Now, the period from the May capitulation event until October marked the last time Bitcoin accumulation resembled bear market behavior. And in this chart, you can see the Bitcoin accumulation patterns are still above the bear market trends. Now, the profit loss ratio of the short-term supply is still near the all-time low set in mid-2021. Currently, 82% of short-term hodler coins are being held at a loss, which Glassnode states is an indication of the later stage of a bear market when savvy investors send their coins to cold storage to lie and wait for the return to positive profit margins. And in this chart, you can see the short-term hodlers are in near record losses. And as noted in last week's Bitcoin market update, exchange outflows remain quite high. Coinbase saw its largest outflows in nearly five years last week with 31,130 BTC leaving the exchange. These outflows illustrate Bitcoin's increasing reputation as a must-have in a modern investor's portfolio and a further reluctance to liquidate in a hurry. So there you have it. And before I break down next story of the day, macro expert Lynn Alden says cancel-proof Bitcoin could make its way 
onto central bank's balance sheets and explains how. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market cap. Sin just above $1.7 trillion with $74 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with Bitcoin dominance at 42.7% with the Ether dominance at 17.7%. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the week, you can see Rune up a whopping 82%, Zcash up 15%, Basic Attention Token up 14%, you got Waves up 12%, STX up 13%, and Elrond up 15%. And now checking out one of my favorite indicators is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows we're currently rated a 21 out of 100 in extreme fear. Yesterday was a 23, last week a 21, and last month a 44 in fear. And if you're not familiar with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, extreme fear can be a sign. Investors are too worried. That could be a great buying opportunity like we're witnessing right now. BTFD, buy that freaking dip. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. Macroeconomic guru Lynn Alden is laying out how Bitcoin can ultimately make its way onto the balance sheets of central banks of nation states. Let's go. In a new interview with Peter McCormick on the What Bitcoin Did podcast, Alden says at the moment argues that current geopolitical tensions may force some nation states to start taking Bitcoin more seriously with countries around the world freezing and seizing assets from Russians while sanctioning the country's assets. Alden says it is demonstrating a solid use case for the king crypto, quoting her here, in theory, that increases the desirability of reserves that can't be canceled. The knee jerk one is gold because this is one that the central banks already own. It's already big and liquid, something like $12 trillion estimated market cap, less volatile. The longer you look out into the future, the more attractive Bitcoin arguably becomes as a reserve asset. Breach. And the macro analyst says that before central banks buy Bitcoin, sovereign wealth funds with a slightly higher appetite for risk will start accumulating Bitcoin first with more players in the game, more liquidity and less volatility. Alden says the stage can be set for central banks to eye up the flagship crypto asset, as she shares here. I think it shows up first in things like sovereign wealth funds, because if you define something as an investment, you get away with more volatility than if you define something as a reserve. So by their nature, central banks' reserves are supposed to be very conservative. So things like currencies or gold, whereas sovereign wealth funds, they buy things like equities. Even some central banks buy equities. But for the most, you see equities and sovereign wealth funds. And the bigger Bitcoin gets, the more widely held it is, the more liquidity there is, the more central banks start looking at it as a viable mutual reserve asset because it kind of fixes two things for them. Number one, they have an asset that can't be frozen by an unilateral third party. And two, they can also go around sanctions and they can have permissionless payments. And so that is something you would think would become more attractive to countries around the world. I agree 100%. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Lynn Alden and to check out this entire interview entitled Economic Warfare and Russia and Ukraine with Lynn Alden. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And before I break down our final story of the day, Abra CEO bullish on ethereum and predicts eth could hit forty thousand dollars but first i want to remind you to smash that show more button right below this video in the description for detailed analysis what's going on in the crypto market this goes for all 1000 plus videos right here on my youtube channel also some very helpful resources for you to plug into including my crypto merch store now live at merch.cryptonewsalerts.net also have a daily letter which goes out to over thirty thousand subscribers every single day to subscribe visit letter.cryptonewsalerts.net Net. Also have a blog I update daily, which can be found at CryptoNewsYes.com. Also be sure to smash that subscribe button and ring that bell to turn on all notifications to receive daily premium crypto news alerts every single day, just like this. And of course, you can find me on all the major podcasts and platforms from Spotify to Apple's iTunes to Google Play. And if you're listening to the pod, be sure to check out the YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.com. 
Net for the full premium experience with video. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Telegram, and TikTok. So wherever you at, be sure to plug in and follow me there. But all right, now let's break down our final story of the day. The CEO of crypto trading platform Abra, Bill Barheit, shared his thoughts on why he is more bullish about Ethereum than Bitcoin in a new interview with CNBC on Friday. He also predicts that the price of Ether could reach $40,000, which is virtually 16x from the current price of around $2,500, which is where we're currently trading. He explained Ethereum's network effect is based on this idea that it could become the world's computers. It's being used for stablecoins, NFTs, DeFi, and gaming now. The CEO expects with staking coming, there will be a massive influx of people trying to hold Ethereum, comparing the network effects of Ethereum to Bitcoin. He opined the network effects for Ethereum in the short term are actually more bullish to me because of the use cases that are just starting to play out. He continued, if the gas fees and the transaction fees come down, which is the promise of the proof of stake, look out because now all the impediments of those network effects are taken out of the way. However, the executive warned we may have a bit of the sell the news effect after the initial rush to stake happens with the upgrade in June or July. Whenever it happens, the upgrade to proof of stake, so you may see kind of sell the news pullback. Nonetheless, Barheit said without mentioning a specific time frame, I think you're talking about potentially thirty to forty thousand dollar Ethereum. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the CEO of Abra. He opined it's deflationary. The use cases are through the roof. It's just all the stars are lining up for Ethereum in my opinion right now. Meanwhile, a panel of fintech experts at Finder.com is less bullish than the Abra CEO. The panel previously predicted that Ether would reach Fifty thousand seven hundred eighty-eight dollars by twenty thirty. That estimate has been lowered now to twenty-six thousand three hundred and thirty-eight dollars. And as I mentioned earlier, Ethereum is currently trading just above twenty-five hundred at the time of this recording. So to virtually hit forty thousand, we need to go up about sixteen x from here. So what are your thoughts on his bullish Ethereum price prediction of Ether literally hitting between thirty and forty thousand dollars? Let me know in the comments right down below. And he also said back in December of last year, just a few months back, he expects Bitcoin to hit six figures this year. In fact, he says there is a really good chance. 2022 will also be a year of impressive crypto adoption. According to him, through adoption will not necessarily be in the form of legal tender as occurred in El Salvador. Financial institutions would be under immense pressure as customers would demand them to add it to their portfolio. Crypto would be one of the strategies financial institutions and banks will use to entice and retain customers. And he also mentions Bitcoin has a good chance of hitting $100,000 in 2022. Let me know if you agree or disagree. I agree 100%. I feel it's inevitable and only a matter of time. And now for a quick recap of what I cover with you here in today's show. Bitcoin sees the mother of all consolidations as $40,000 Bitcoin price squeeze fails. Also in today's show, we discuss short-term Bitcoin buyers transitioning to long-term hodlers, according to the latest from Glassnode Analytics, as well as macro expert Lynn Alden says cancel-proof Bitcoin could make its way onto the central bank balance sheets and explains how. And we also discussed this uberly bullish Ethereum price prediction of $40,000 per ETH, as well as Bitcoin hitting $100,000 this year. Where do you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to go next? Let me know in the comments right down below. Now for the top three comments from yesterday's episode, Will Henson wrote, JV, love the show, listen every day. But bro, when you say things like Biden is working with Putin and pandemic, it makes me thinking you might be drinking some right woke crazy juice. Need you preaching truth 100%. We depend on you. Hoddle, my response. Thanks, fam, for tuning in and sharing. I respect that. I basically just said it's my opinion, not facts, as I can't prove it. But it sure wouldn't surprise me because the world is a stage and what's going on behind closed doors we shall never know. Our next featured comment comes from Stoic Hash. This channel is legit. Thank you. You're very welcome, fam. 
Hoddle. And our third and final featured comment comes from VBerg420. Happy 420, by the way. Honestly, anybody taking a private jet to El Salvador? Room for one more? I pack light. Hoddle, El Salvador, let's go. And to be featured on tomorrow's episode, drop me a comment right down below.